Welcome back to the Poets Return Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Melissa Bowie, joined, of course, by... <laughs> it's me, Ron J, Phil Cipher, R.J. Wayne, only family and friends get my government name. <laughs> but he is still one and the same. Exactly. Yeah, and we are here. We're back in Pirate Studios in Silver Lake. And today is a special treat because we are joined by the amazing writer, poet, actor as well, Robert Lamar. Randall, welcome. Yeah, hello, yeah. Hello. Thank you for having me. I like that touch. I know. <laughs> that was smooth. Bringing the magic in studio. There you go. So so how many things do you do again? How many? How many? You're 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 actor. Oh yeah, I'm an actor. I'm a poet, writer. Um I've been playing drums since I was since I could walk. I'm a musician, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um I also I'm a barber and a cosmetologist, master barber. Cosmetologist. I saw when I looked you up, I saw you okay, had the. Co- yeah. I was like, yeah. "What? Look yeah, at this!" I, I See, now, now I got to give you the other sound effect. Damn, bro! Thank <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah, man, I'm um, here in uh, for motion pictures, uh, Union Local Seven Hundred Six. I'm sorry, I keep. So yeah, uh, that's what got us here in California. Okay, nice. dope, dope. Yeah. And you, you like you said, you remember a SAG? Yes, as well? I'm okay. SAG as well, definitely. Yep, get everybody in the union, do hey, it. Hey, we got to do it. Preach the gospel of the union. It's night and day, y'all, if it, you. Definitely. It's night and day. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this last time we were here, right? It mm-hmm. is. It, it's, and especially when you're already, you're performing at that level, you might mm-hmm. as well be getting treated. Right. Accordingly. Right, right, right. You know. Definitely. As artists, and <laughs> don't get me started, as artists in this country, we don't always get. Don't always get treated fair, you know, it's not always right. No, we're not always protected. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Good for you. Stay on top of it. And, you know, I knew where I wanted to go. Well, I'm sorry. Could I pause for a second? Just yeah. introduce of course. my son. I got my son here. Of course. Robert Lamar Randall Jr., a.k.a. LJ, the infamous. (laughs) (laughs) Say what's up, buddy. Hello, my name is LJ Randall. (laughs) I am an actor, and I also do play drums, guitar. I've played, what have I played? I don't know, son. But he got got the stage-ready face, though. And I love that you're following in multiple... Art, oh yeah, artistic footsteps, not just acting, but also the music. Good for you, well, LJ. Tell us what you're on right now. Um, I am on Abbott Elementary. Where can they catch you every day? My IHOP commercial. <laughs> ah, national IHOP commercial. Yeah, Good for awesome, you. Awesome. So, Definitely so okay. While awesome. while I got you on the IHOP tip, okay. When you go to IHOP now, because they've changed their business up a little bit, are you a burger person or are you pancake person? <laughs> Pancakes. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, just just yeah. had to find out. Thank you, guys. Find out. Thank you guys. But good for you also, like, you know, getting him getting him business savvy early yeah, on. Because sure. that's sure. also part of the artistic, you know, the trifecta that we for, we don't always get that right, training. Right, Definitely important so to me. So that's awesome that you can, Ab- you have your dad to look out for you. Absolutely. Too. Artists, artists have to have the utmost integrity mm-hmm. and you can only learn that from a few places. Where better to learn that than from your father himself? Come on, somebody. So, <laughs> can I get some noise? Let me get a sound effect yeah. for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what we got here. Hold Let's, up. See. Shoot. There you go. That's his, fa- that's his favorite. That's his I know, favorite. I want those headphones to work so bad. They were being finicky with me. That's yeah, those, those are, I think are broken. I'm sorry. That, that's his favorite noise right there. Oh, the, the sheesh. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he does it all the time. That was meant to be. Well, well, you know, speaking, which is perfect, speaking of your, you know, your background, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you said LJ's 10, right? Right. And um, what, 
how kind of in terms of when you were, let's go back to when okay. Randall, you know, okay. we got Mr. Randall gotcha. was 10 when right. Robert Randall was 10, um, senior, mm-hmm. uh, cause uh-huh. you're, I saw in your profile, right? That, cause right. it's junior. Yeah. My yeah, dad, yeah. my dad was named with just initials RW Randall and we'll pass RW Randall RIP to your dad. Love you, man. Miss you. Love you. Um, oh. but, um, so my mom called him Robert and mm-hmm. she addressed me by my middle name. So she wouldn't be, confusing us in the house i see I gotcha. yeah so i, I stuck lamar stuck with me good and you got lamar jr that's yep, kind of yep. great well, well they are indeed both your names though yeah so you both our government yeah. names yeah government. You hold them. Okay. <laughs> well what sort of got you started i mean what as a child was there um, something like when did you first really get into like you said mentioned that you've been drumming since you were very young yeah um well growing up in church and you know baptist church of course new morning star missionary baptist church peoria illinois Actually got kind of famous for a little while, but it was kind of in our blood. You know, we're around it all the time. We're around the drums, the organ, the keys, whatever. And so I started messing around two, three years old in the church. By the time I was six, I was able to play drums for the church. 11 years old um, when I hit a studio. Yeah. And but the biggest thing was um, just I just. Ended up being an artistic person. Mm-hmm. I was into um, making my own money. You know, I knew about money really early because um, dad didn't give us much. So <laughs> <laughs> so when I was around eight years old, he allowed me to cut some neighbor's yards and everything. So I started my own little lawn care service. And that spilled off into the fall. I did the leaves. In the winter, I did the snow. And then we come back around to summertime. I'm cutting the grass. Dang. Yeah, I'll trim your hedges. I'll plant flowers for you if you want it. Which, you which naturally led into hair, right? <laughs> yeah, it really did. It really did. And that's what's funny. I was cutting grass all the time. And um, by the time I turned 10, now dad would give us $5 a week allowance. Okay. I did a lot for five bucks. Like, for real. Kids nowadays, he knows. Clean your room. Clean after yourself. They're like, oh, man. Right. But what you know yeah. about cleaning after yourself and five other people's dishes and vacuuming around the house mm-hmm. and, you know, an outside chore. So this with this five bucks, he would cut our hair before, okay? And that was cool. We can keep our five dollars. He would cut me and my brother. Then he got tired of doing it. <laughs> and he was really good at it. Like, I'm surprised he didn't have a license. Hmm. He was crisp that's what we call it (laughs) back at home so he had a bit of an art form he was he was so nice is that a midwest term well that was just something i came up with when i was young okay okay i called myself first i called myself cut creator after ll cool j because they called me big l Mm -hmm. for lamar and then i started then uh after that chris by nature is what i would call my haircuts nice because when I do it, when I say crisp, that means right to the point and exact for you. Not what he or she may think, but for you. Right. When you're in the chair, it's personal to me. Yeah. You get your service what you want. If your hairline's crooked and you want it to stay crooked, we're going to keep it crooked. <laughs> like, seriously. Because some people just want their natural look. Right. You know? And that's kind of how... It brought me into that. So I'm 10 years old. I'm getting five a week. Dad takes us to the barbershop. We called him Uncle Frank, friend of the family, right? So I'm like, Uncle Frank, I love you, but I'm tired of giving you the majority of my money. 
I'm giving you $3 a week for a cut. Another 50 cent to a dollar for a tip. I'm leaving with a buck. That's not cool. Now, back then, you could buy 100 pieces of penny candy for a dollar. Right. I remember. <laughs> you I remember. get that penny candy. That was about it, though, you know? And so I wanted candy chips and a soda, you know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe a sandwich, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, at the fish market, that's what it was called back when, when I was growing up place called fish market and they fry fish all day long but they had every kind of candy you could think of mm. okay so this was the place where we like to go so with just a dollar you can't get much so here's uncle frank he says well i tell you what he said you really think you can do this so yeah and back then it was just a low even line your hair up with a razor blade mm-hmm. clippers weren't really that sharp back then so i explained to him how he does my hair. Because I've been watching him. I don't know. We went to him for maybe three years or so. Three, maybe four years. And once I explained it to him, he said, okay. He said, come here. He put some shaving cream on his forearm. He said, shave that off with the razor. He gave me the razor blade. Of course, my dad like, wait, 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 wait. He jumped up like, man, he sounded like. like the forearm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sounded like Kevin Hart. But hold on, hold on, hold on. stakes are high. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's how he sounded, right? And so I'm like, and Uncle Frank was like, no, no, just just let him try. He was like, but he's about to shave your arm, like right here on your wrist. Like you can die right there. So he was like, no, he, he has it. So he said he could tell by the way I picked up the razor, opened it, and placed it on his arm. I placed my finger on him first before touching him with the blade so I could have full control. And he taught me that. I saw that. And once I shaved it off, he was like, oh, you got it. <laughs> so he gave me a razor at 10 years old and sent me home. A straight razor? A straight razor. Bro, I've been looking for somebody to straight razor my hair for years. Dude, to do straight razor ball. I, I need your that. card. I do for for that. that reason, but also but also for another reason. I have a son with special needs who needs to get cuts oh, yeah. finally. Not He's a like problem. 12. Not a problem. We're going to talk. I deal with, deal with all that, man. I've dealt with children that couldn't stand for you to touch them. Mm-hmm. And the parents are like, how are you cutting his hair? Like, he's just sitting there. But um, I'm sorry. That's, to get I, that's amazing, though. And that tells so much to me about, like, probably, I mean— Uncle Frank putting that mm-hmm. faith and that trust in you in that yeah. moment. And yeah. obviously not just doing it blindly. He could see right. that you knew what you were doing to some degree. Yeah. But stuff like that, I mean, that's like that's, that's like a Jedi test. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you passed it. <laughs> and what a moment of like taking ownership yeah. at a young that age. That was my red blue pill moment. Like for real. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was, but I was so comfortable. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, I got put some antiseptic on. He was like, man, go ahead. I see the scene in the movie. I, I do too. It's coming. Too. It's coming. It's coming. But, <laughs> it's but coming. man, but yeah, you're you're touching on one of the uh, one of the largest tenets of hip hop culture, which yeah. is that gets overlooked, which is street entrepreneurialism, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. Like, For sure. would anybody know about hip hop culture had we not pushed it in a certain way? Had we not, bro, had the, you know, oh my god. Even after time and time again, not only being taken down, but having it taken from you and yeah. putting somebody else putting a stamp on it and acting like it was theirs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and reselling it to us all mm-hmm. the time. Oh my so, I mean, all the time. So yeah, yeah, dude, I'm I'm hearing that strong, and um, and I think all of that feeds into your artistry. Um, yeah. I, I had the opportunity a couple of months ago to listen to a live performance that you did because um, 
because uh, Melissa sent it to me because we we're trying to get you in for the Sun Poetry event. Appreciate and um, yeah, all of that is infused into your work. It's 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 clearly visible. It's audible. You can hear it. You can see it. You can feel it. So yeah, yeah, yeah happy to have you. It's hard man. to get away from it. Is it runs deep. Well, in true artists, that integrity has to. It has it, to. It's not an act. No. There's not a face that you put on. Mm. Um, it's 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 in it's part of your innate character as a performer and as a person. Yeah. It's it's crazy. This is my first podcast. Seriously, You're doing great. It's my first You're one. Killing it. You know, and uh, killing it. And it's like we're up here talking about all this, and then my son's here, and I just said something about my pops. I might get a little emotional. But yeah, yeah, it's just like, it's so surreal. This whole moment, being in California, the way we got here. I mean, we're talking about my life story. This is crazy. Well, in your poems, <laughs> you're, you're, from yeah. what I've heard you perform and what you sent us in History mm -hmm. and Bloodline, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously in Bloodline especially, and well, in both of them, there's a huge scope we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, but, but to really zoom in on that mm -hmm. and your individual journey and what you've already spoken, you know, mm -hmm. it sounds like a lot of adversity. Yeah. And a lot of perseverance and a lot of hope, Sounds which a lot good. of people come through the fire and are turned sour, are soured or turned bitter from it. That's the test. And, and you know, it's okay to get your flesh a little harder, but you got to keep that soft heart. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you've maintained that and are, you know, passing that on. Oh, and, yeah. and that's important. And those are the, the whole reason this is called Poets Return. Mm -hmm. It, you know, poetry's never gone away. I think some people get this lofty concept and they imagine it as this colloquial, <laughs> like, you know, rhyming <laughs> couplets and things. Right, and right. Poetry's in everything. Yeah, you know, it's, it's in, true. of course, music. It's, of course, in rap. It's, but it's in every advertising. You know, I mean, it's, it's stitched into the fab work, fabric of our complete society. Mm -hmm. And um, there is something about it that I think transcends, like, humanity needs that to be able to tell tr the truth to itself. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. In different f mediums. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think like in terms of especially hip hop and especially rap, there's something that it, the responsibility, and we've talked about this, you know, being a custodian of the culture, there's a responsibility to tell the truth to people it is. Um, on as massive of a level as you can. Absolutely. Even if it makes people extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, for, for sure. And, and Poets Return for me is... Um, you, you explained it so eloquently, but also the, the part that I think that I want to try to represent in the podcast is um, the type of person that you have to be to be a poet, the type of person you have to be to be an artist, mm -hmm. right? Um, that gets lost as well. As you said, poetry is in everything, right? but it takes a special kind of person to be able to stand in the face of whatever it is and say it and yes. do it and yes. deliver it, execute, oh, yeah. you know? Right. And, you know, again, like LJ, you're only, you're 10 years old. And you're already doing this, you know, you're already in the business, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's, you're going to be tested too, you know what I mean? Like even at this age, but you already, having someone to guide you who has integrity, I think that's, if you have one person who believes in you and you will tell the you world. the truth, you that's, the that's, that's all you, that's you all you need. Yeah. Truly. Absolutely. And that's what they try to convince you that, that I is, know. you know, they try to convince you, you need all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's distraction. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. never about that. I'm never. I'm never an artist who thinks that other people have to suffer to be on my level. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And how how I got there, I'm proud of it. I I care about my own story. Sometimes it's what you're denied in this life that propels you, yes, right? Sir. But that doesn't mean it has to be that way. Right, exactly. right, exactly. Right. I was just <laughs> right. about to hit on you. <laughs> so yeah. we we make ourselves suffer because we honestly don't believe the truth. But the, nah, the storm yeah, is, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. The only way out is through. They don't believe the truth. 
And that's and when I say the truth, the true you, the real you, not the cover up you, not everything that you show people you, the hurt you, the traumatize you, mm-hmm. you know, the sad part, happy part too. Yeah. But let's get down in the dirt, right. like for real. I mean, we remember happy times, but those sad and hurtful times stick. They stick for a reason. Yeah. Happy times would be nothing without them. Yeah. You're celebrating. You're celebrating the happy moments that you made it through. But the dirt, the darkness, the deep, dark places, that's where we learn. Mm -hmm. That's where we get our strength. I started a piece talking right about that. It's like, it's crazy. But literally, if we don't have that, we're nothing. 100%. We'll just sit around like a days ago acting like nothing bad's going to happen to stand another. Right. Well, and life isn't about comfort, right? We've talked mm-hmm. about this. It's about being vulnerable in community and, and, mm-hmm. and trying. The only way that we learn and we grow as a people is right yeah. by being honest. and Creating beautiful art. Yes. Absolutely. All forms of it together. I love this, you guys. I appreciate you having yeah. me. Seriously, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, I get excited about this. It's surreal sometimes. Like yeah, because it's ourselves. just... I miss my barbershop days, <laughs> um, the camaraderie of it. You know, I cut so many people all the time, every single day. Just love it. Well, I would love for, I mean, if you have one that you'd prefer to read first, we'd, I'd love to hear you it's, recite. Which one you want to hear? Let's, can we start with, let's start with Bloodline. Okay. Let's start with Bloodline and, um, yeah. And and take your time, yeah, like will. read through, and then uh, and then we'll talk about each of them. Okay. Because yeah. there's a lot to there's a lot in there. There's a lot in there. Which is great. Yeah. That's that's what you want, right? Yeah. This one was um, inspired. Uh, I'll just say by the world, by life, by like we were just talking the bad things. But I remember sitting in my apartment complex, um, and I was sitting in in my complex, in my apartment, sitting there looking out of the sliding glass doors thinking about my great-grandmother. And in 99, when she passed away, she was one month from turning 103. So imagine, in 99, she was about to be 103. Dang. And this woman could tell you some things, lived in the projects, Never wanted to come out of the projects. She, we finally dragged her out towards the end, but she would make cookies, cake, pie every single day, seven days a week, and I mean tons of them. Her oven was just off the chain, but her, she had the whole project smelling so good. <laughs> I was like, so, yeah, always be at her yeah. House. So all I the mean, kids would come yeah. down there. So that that had a lot to do with this piece. Um, and my parents themselves growing up having to pick cotton. My mom started when she was five. Wow. And she's 80 now. My dad, he passed away a couple of years ago, and he was 80 when he passed. So them and my father also took me to Mississippi and showed me what was left of the shack they lived in on the plantation. And that was I was young, right? And let's see, the last time I was there, I was 18. I think I was 18 years old. And that's when I seen that. And uh, it did something to me. It really did. Just seeing cotton fields and all of that. And you're just like, man, for real. And I'm walking there. And we used to have family reunions there. And even to this day, we trace back our family to 1802. 
to find out we have a whole entire town in Mississippi right now titled Randalltown. It's on Randall Road, and it's nine miles, and it's owned by my family. Huh. So we're That's all, so dope. I told him about it. He, he, he's like, what? But there, um, I, I don't know. That was a child revelation voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it hit him. Yeah, he learned yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went back to 1802. Found. Have you guys seen 12 Years a Slave, that yeah, movie? Yeah. I did. Exact yeah. same thing happened to two of my uncles. Same thing. He came from Europe, business owners, property owners, whole nine. Because what, what inspired us to look it up is uh, my cousins and I, we were sitting around like, man, what? Why is it that our dads and uncles and everybody own property and their business on everybody doing the same thing? And it's like they're all able to spree off to themselves and do it. What what inspired that? So that's what had us get on Ancestry.com. Wow. So we went, like I said, we went back and we found that out. So the first uncle was in slavery, enslaved a year and a half. The second one's about six to nine months. And it was over. And after that, my family acquired the property from the sharecropper. They put, they bought the land with cotton. And what blows me away, when I was thinking about that, I came up with one, and I hopefully I'll do it, come back and do it one day with you guys. But I'm tired of the black cotton field. So it's just the, the, the richness in the family and the stories that have not been told to a lot of um. A lot of my, I'm sorry, you guys, a lot of my um, family members and what have you. When I was young, my uncle seen that I was really business minded. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Even every Christmas, Thanksgiving, family gets together. I'm over there with my clippers set up in the basement making money. I'm, I turn my cousins into my clients. I turn friends into clients, just some of everybody. And it has this, you know, this evil side to it too. You know what I mean? It's a, it was a gift and a curse. But, yeah. um, I say more of a gift because mm -hmm. I flipped that curse around. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't going to let that. No. I like that. Flip yeah. that curse around. Flip that curse but, around. But, but, yeah, I mean, it sounds like the roots The roots go yeah. so deep. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to give you guys a little bit of that, you know, <sighs> yeah, before this sure. is just because it, it um, and to be honest, when I wrote it, I wrote this in 45 minutes. It was. Ready to be on all, page. all of all all of my pieces hit me like that. Mm -hmm. Like I sit down, I just go boom, 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 boom. Like I can come off top right. I can come off and write right now. Like it's all the time. And then, even especially, I'm so emotional right now. I'm literally trying to calm myself down because I'm just right there. I love everybody. You know, it's just this is just so surreal. You guys, my son. Here, I'm just I'm blown away. But um, this is titled Bloodline, mm -hmm. and I wrote this in 2005. I believe it was 05. It may have been sooner than that, honestly. But it's about slavery and its, exist and its existence today. And we as a people are sometimes enslaved in our minds to materialistic things. But if a slave could come back today, right now, in 2022, with everything going on, all the senseless killings, all the negativity, all the bitterness, what would he say to us? Think about us, U.S. What would he say to us 
what would he say to you as an individual? I paid the price of my life so that you can strive for more than just ice, being trifle, stealing a life. To do more than cover thy neighbor's husband or wife wanting to have their life twice what is set aside for you. So you can stand for more than what's on the hand where someone resides, what you drive or what you can hide. To stand for more than just taking up space, having a place you cannot go or how much weed you can smoke. Do more than just speak when spoken to. Do more than experiment with cracking other drugs, shoot each other over colors. Which way you wear your hat. Do more than increase the chances of catching HIV and other STDs and to be about more than impregnating single women with babies riding on 20s or doing 10 to 20. To know that slavery still exists makes me almost wish I didn't do what I did. Be a man and stand for something. I was whipped till my blood spilled so much that this bloodline couldn't live on, but it did. I overcame obstacles that involve excruciating pain. Scale of one to ten, please. This is more than statistically thinking. This number would have to be in the millions. They can't stop the blood from flowing. They're trying to stop us. I had to keep going so that Marcus Garvey could help solve some things. And the woman on the bus, Rosa Parks, needed to raise a fuss, knock off some dust, and let them know God created all of us equal. They're trying to stop the blood. I persevered having to cross mud and blood filled fields just to yield my hopes, my dreams, and my ideas. No. This blood will flow. I've been through the worst of the worst just to have our own kind last ride be a hearse. No. This blood will flow. I've been beat up, battered, bruised, robbed, and raped of my belongings and material things, but... There still lives me. I went barefoot against my will through valleys and hills, stripped of a home, family, wife, my life. This blood will flow. You should know that this was done so that the Malcolms could exist and take a stand for what is real and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech could reach levels that was not expected to teach who we really are and be. How would you feel? If you had to cross through pastures full of manure, having to maneuver around trees that can't be seen because the path isn't lit for your feet, just for your cause to be forgotten about. Blood boiling. See, I'm talking to more than my people in this room. I'm speaking to my people of all colors and all races, those possessing big and small faces, those in good and bad places, young to old and old to new, no more acting like hoping, like wishing, like achieving, like you want or wanted to, and just sit and do nothing with the for you. This slave mentality has got to go. You know, light-skinned in and dark in field. We were separated from junk. I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready, willing, and able to jump back and tax some cats for utilizing illegitimate acts to try to take and break anything that had or still has to do with blacks. <laughs> don't worry. I'm not talking about the 40 acres and a mule. Mm -mm. Worry. Because we're talking about 40 mil and a Bentley, sir. 
No more slavery time. First, recognize the tools God gave us to utilize in our strive, enabling us to see further than our eyes. No more slavery time. I'm going for mine. So to the sky and above, leaving us limitless, free yourself and your mind so our forefathers can rest. Let them know it wasn't all for nothing. This bloodline still connected, and we passed the test. Bloodline, stay connected. Thank you. Brilliant. everything you know and community i think community is a reflection of that you know what i mean yeah. that's what we're trying trying to find in community and having a village mm-hmm. is that no matter what happens you always have a family so so if if nothing if nothing else ever comes from that piece how proud that that <laughs> how proud that your son is of that piece <laughs> should be the currency you trade on for a lifetime <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> like well said let, let, Man, let's put bro. it let's put it that I, way i'm good <laughs> it don't even yeah. have to go no further yeah. it already went yeah For, it that's that's what we we long for that's what we pray about that man i hope my kid gets it i hope he understands this i hope he just I hope, I hope, I hope I'm a good dad. I hope I'm, because he doesn't even know about my struggles with becoming a father. You right. know, it was tough. Well, he kind of knows. I told him a little bit, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I've been through the, the mama, baby, daddy, maybe situation, you know, mm. wasn't mine. Seven year relationship. That is, that is stop. Uh, young. Yeah. yeah. In my 20s. Dang. Yeah, that's how I got introduced into my 20s. <laughs> wow. Wow. It goes way deeper, y'all. I'm yeah. telling you, we 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 could do some we could do some stuff. Yeah, yeah. So so I so I want to ask you uh-huh. so so on on a uh, on a black person level, yes, I rarely sir. get a chance to to speak on stuff like this. So okay. what I what I get from your piece is a really strong deep connection to your roots that yeah. you described before you did the piece, right? Mm-hmm. Um me being on the other end of that, mm-hmm. I'm always envious of that connection because mm-hmm. because uh, my family situation was quite different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm I'm black and Native American, mm-hmm. and and most of my most of that history doesn't go back too far. It gets right. kind of wiped out. Right. And and so yeah, like I'm just proud to hear it. I appreciate it. It, it strengthens bro. me to hear it. Thank um, you. Man. You know stuff that I'm not privy to. Stuff that stuff that inherently I know, mm-hmm. but haven't felt it until I heard it. Mm. Is that does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know? More than you'll ever know. Um, <laughs> and and wow. I and I t- I try to tell Melissa that all the time. You know what I mean? Like there's this um this unspoken connection that Black people have in the United yeah. States because it's true. That so so much of it is a grasp for history, but mm-hmm. reaching in and barely pulling out anything. Yeah. You know, making it up as you go along until you find the truth. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that's a uniquely Black American that, thing. That's the trip you said that, bro. It's how <laughs> we grow up calling each other cuz, and yeah. and out here more is they do it gang stuff. But back at home, when we say cuz, that's like they don't necessarily have to be your cousin. It could be norm, normally it's a really close friend. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. hey, cuz, what's up, cuz? Are we family? You yeah, know, I, I, I hear I hear they say rally. 
Rel- and we do that too. I, My, I had a cousin that started saying that, and I think because he came out here. Okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, you know, we just that's just how it was, you know. And like you said, the unspoken language it, it really is one because, yeah. And it's funny, um, you said we're used, we we're so used to not being given a fair chance, okay. And so I think we're kind of woke things up in me is that I said, you know what. What if we don't look for the fair chance and we just take a chance? Agreed. Agreed. Because think about it. If somebody know you want something and they don't want you to catch them, they're going to keep dangling that chance, that little, because you're waiting on the perfect situation, perfect time. But also they may not even know what fair is. Exactly. That's the the majority of people that I come across that want to assist black people or be an ally they don't they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. Right. So how could yeah. they come up with something that's fair? Yeah. And have it True. be right on the first go round. Right. You know what I mean? Like you first of all, we can't know. we can't be fair because we can't go back that many years. Exactly. Right. Fair yeah. will never happen. But fair in the present is much different than yeah. just being fair. We can get right? we can start mm-hmm. and we can get better. And I think and that's honestly when I like when I wrote this and just things just kept coming, kept coming, I kept writing, kept writing. And I feel like this is one of my gifts to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that I always felt like this would be on a bigger stage when I first performed it at home. I actually performed, and I didn't tell you guys this. I actually have on bloodstained clothes and chains. I'm in chains. And, uh, and you do it. Yeah. Oh, wow. And okay. I come in the room with the room dark and the chains dragging. That's all you do is you hear chains and you see my silhouette coming wow. in. Man, I, I so wish that we could have got that on the Some Poetry Show. I really would. That would have been something. Because uh-huh. we had a setup that was that you would not. Don't worry, in. man. We're gonna. We, hey, we're gonna do it because that's yeah. That's be, really and powerful. and because it, it's here and I have some ideas that I'm working on. I'm trying to put some things together. That's even that it, that right there. What I just explained to you is like nothing, and it's not nothing gory. It's just something that's I believe in. Less is more. Well, mm-hmm. and it gives the audience put, a little bit more of a visceral I want, experience. Yeah, I want to bring you all the way in. I'm, in environmental storytelling. Absolutely. Exactly. Bring yeah. it Because yep. I feel like you can't learn or know if you can't feel it. You have to. You have to get in and get dirty with you, it. Yeah. You got to get your hands dirty. You got to. You got to. Because it's hard. You know, it's hard to bring people into your into your home, into your spectrum. But. If you can, if you can get them lights down, if I can show them what it looked like, you know, noose on that, cuts, rips, blood dripping, dragging in, I can barely walk, and I come in like, I pay the price of my life. Because if he's like that, he can't talk. No, no, no. He don't have energy. And it should be, we should be transported to a place of discomfort and where it's real. Exactly. It should be real. And, and that's that's what I mean about being the type of person that can be a poet, right? You you have to be willing to take people. There there are some poetry audiences that I'm sure you've seen that get uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm like, wait a minute. We're all open-minded individuals here. We're all sharing, sharing words and creating an art here, but you guys get uncomfortable with that? Mm-hmm. Like... Maybe maybe that's a natural reaction, mm-hmm. but staying close to it. Yeah. Once you're seeing it in front of you, that that's what I'm always talking about. Once you once the veil has been lifted, once you see it, you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. You can't walk it back. Mm-hmm. You can't act like you didn't just witness that. Well, if you do, it's a, it's a cowardly choice, and unfortunately, yeah. a lot of people make that choice. 
That's it's it's weird to me to to want to call yourself the artist though, but right. to close yourself off to that. Okay. Not not easy to be brave. Yeah, it's not easy to be brave. But, but yeah, man, I, I appreciate your words. I appreciate oh, your talent. You. Um, thank you. That's that's a great piece. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And um, sharing, you know, that, that one's so close to my heart. It, <laughs> uh, that's it. And it shows in a yeah, profound way. You know yeah. what I mean? It's there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can you can even just barely touching the surface. It's mm-hmm. already there's a well mm-hmm. so deep, and you can sense it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I think that even just reading it on the page, reading history. There's that same well that's there. That's very you talk about connection, mm-hmm. and there's that connection that happens there as well. Yeah, this one came. Um, I uh, kind of revised it when um, when they killed George Floyd. It brought up, stirred up feelings. You know, um, I've been in that position, his exact position, and it's only by the grace of God that I'm here. When you're when you're black, it's one step away. Yeah. Some something yeah. innocuous, something so small and stupid can end up with you. I'm driving. Killed, you know, some dumb. I'm driving. I'm in a suit. Yeah, pull me over. Had the same thing happen to friends back at home. Ah, oh, we smell something, huh? Throw a tennis ball in your brand new clean washed car. Throw your tennis ball in there to let the German Shepherd come out of the mud and run all through there onto the other side, and they just keep tossing the ball through the car. The police, the police tossing the ball back and forth to each other. Having fun. Yep. So now I got to get in this car, and I got mud all over the seats everywhere. I'm sitting on the ground. It's freezing outside. I can't get my coat, nothing. Sitting on the ground. Like, for what? I didn't do anything, and I'm cooperating. But I'll tell you what, all that hurt, right? But it made me so strong. It made me so fearless of what so many people are afraid of. You can't stop me. It doesn't matter because my story already been written. I'm just catching up with it. For real. Like and we, we like I said, everyone's story's written. So whatever you go through, and I don't I'm not trying to preach to people, but if you honestly believe that what God said, he will put nothing on you that you cannot handle. So if something come your way and it hurts so deep and so bad, that's because he's trying to make you uncomfortable to break something down to build something up back up. It's coming. Title my first book. It'll be out, but I'm going to say it now. Make sure people ain't trying to take it. <laughs> but it's break me to make me. I've been operating on 28 different times in my life. You're looking at a stroke and bleeding aneurysm survivor. I lost my entire left side, head to toe. Wow. It's crazy. It's a lot. Like I said, we, we don't have enough time. But. When God takes you, yeah, bro, let me get that, bro. (laughs) When God takes you through things like that, and I say through, through. Through the storm. Through is the key, y'all, through. So many people out there, me being a hairstylist and barber, people sit in the chair and everybody's going through, going through. And I tell them, bro, you hear what you just said? He said, what? I said, you already done made it. You already done delivered yourself out of it. He said, what you mean? I said, you went through it. It didn't stop you. You're not still there. You're moving through. Keep moving forward, no matter what. No matter what. And it meant so much to me. Just shy over a year ago, I couldn't walk. 2 a.m. I wake up hollering. The palm of my left foot touching my left butt cheek. And I'm bent over so far, my chest is almost resting on my right thigh. I can't get in that position right now to save my life. 
And I'm literally put using my hand to push off of it, you guys. This after we moved here, got in union, working everything, boom, COVID hit. Boom, dad has a stroke, end up in the hot, in the nursing home. My dad, I mean, he passed away. And all of this kept happening. And here I am, rushed to the emergency room, and they can't figure out why my body will not straighten out and why I'm in so much pain. Three days finally put me to sleep. MRI. Eight bone spurs up and down the spine. Narrowing of the spine from L2 to L5. And I had two bulging discs and two herniated discs. I have an x-ray of a year prior not showing nothing but two bulging discs. So how does all this happen all at once? How We don't know. You know what I mean? But just to say when things happen and things come my way, it used to drive my wife crazy that I do this, but I immediately start planning immediately mm-hmm. because nothing's more important than my life to me because my life consists of my child's life, my wife's life, my mom's life, my sister, my whole family and everybody who knows me and, and the sound of my voice. I have, we're charged. I'm sorry, people. Some folks don't want to be in charge of something, but we all are. We all have a job. Mm-hmm. We all have to stand in the gap and we all have to be accountable whether you have children or not, somebody child watching you. For sure. Another adult is watching you. Mm-hmm. An older person can learn from a young person. A young person can learn from an older person. We can learn from each other. And soon as you stop that is when you take your existence away. That's a good segue into your next piece. <laughs> <laughs> I get long-winded. They know. I mean, <laughs> no. I get caught up, So too. this other one is, I titled it History. And to be honest with you guys, I didn't have a title at, uh, with it at first. And it was the end that helped me with my title. Oh, okay. Nice. Visions of seeing my soul falling, empty as a hallway in my high school on a Sunday. Hopefully one day I'll at least hit something solid. Stop falling, even though life is somewhat cloudy. Why do I write? Why do I ignite the fire of my desire to fly higher than expected? Talent neglected. Never sleep. Think deep. I understood the underlying truth of what most were feeling was hatred, so-called sacred, Fake statements, empty promises of having my back while constantly backing away from helping in what they first promised. In fact, broken promises bring on apologies only due to being caught while I ought to keep it moving so you can only portray what I'm doing. You're biting like mosquitoes on a mission, delivering poisonous venom, your end in the near distance. I have premonitions of living beyond hopes and dreams. Never stagnate. This world is for me. And you too. And those on a mission for everyone living to be given the chance to live big. Innocent lives taken, tainted blood spilled, all because of how one feels. 
no heaven or hell to put me in, but they put me in using heaven or hell to convict me of sin. Souls blend, boys treated like men, men neglected and numbered like storage bins, full of potential to be influential to those in need of a big bro, caretaker, provider, protector, a real man, damn it. Standing for something. Stop the violence. From the physical involved to those silent, for silence is just as bad as having had committed the undeniably prejudices of those with no melanin towards those sinned against. Racist. Can't face the fact that black is the beginning. First to be the last and the last shall be first. So move to the side. We thirst. Only to be quenched by rules and laws to stop being bent. Officials put in place because they earned it. Deserving our rightful place at the table of grace. Lord have mercy. We know what they do. From false charges Staring Karens to mirages, making it impossible to ever see my family too. I'm not a killer. Don't push me. The edges all around me. Can't see past being hungry. My life's worth more than a revolving door for whores or to be beaten the back of a head left for dead, slanging deep, putting all things I work hard for in jeopardy. Begging and pleading, knuckles bleeding, constantly, consistently beating my way through traps set for me to keep me trapped fighting to get to what I've foreseen no time for foreplay my life is not monopoly but a part of a trilogy father son holy spirit be a fool to not acknowledge the black man history thank you yeah, buddy. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I it, it caught my eye um, when I was reading it, that last part, but part of a trilogy, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool to, to say, to put the Trinity as a trilogy. Mm-hmm. That was, that just like struck me. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. And, and there's a lot of stuff like you, something I really love about your, one of the things I really love about your, your work is um, you're going to get something every time you listen and read there's a lot of layers and a lot of little you know puzzle pieces to put together and you're not going to get the whole thing the first time Mm -hmm. because it's like a deep well Mm -hmm. you know um but i love there's some really nice slant rhyme schemes in here well yeah (laughs) you got you got textbook stuff all in here man Uh like like yeah it whether you intended it or not has a lot of entendre Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. makes you think about a lot of stuff like like you saw you saw the trinity and trilogy thing what i saw in the trilogy was that when when he says father son come holy, on holy spirit come on the the father and the son and the spirit inhabits both so they become the same yeah you know what i mean that's that's what i was thinking the yeah. trans yeah. the transference all of, of it you know fathering your son mm-hmm. yeah see you know? that, see i love that see when i heard trilogy that i think that's dope i also thought of like also that this is part of your journey going through the different phases, yeah, right? Being yeah. fa- being the son, mm-hmm. father, also the guide, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, like mm-hmm. all those characters that are part of who you are as one person. Yeah. And that we all try to embody that, whether it's as a parent, as an artist, um, everything. You know, everything. Um, and that all goes back to that responsibility and that yeah. integrity and like um, 
Yeah, and we, we, it's just funny because we were also just quoting Tupac, and then not a yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it like, shows ah, up in your, in your piece. Um, wow, <laughs> that's amazing. That you know, it's just good. But hey, but that's, that's an amazing person to put me in the same sentence hey, with for real. But and I love it. One, you know, standing for something, stop the violence, mm-hmm. which is its own little stance, it's a separate from the mm-hmm. stanza, from the physical involved to those silent. For mm-hmm. silence is just as bad as having had committed the undeniably prejudices mm-hmm. right i just i there's a lot in here that again ron and i are both love doing this explicating poetry mm-hmm. and getting Absolutely. to just no i love that i appreciate with a that. fine-tooth comb yeah no that's that's i love that because thank you buddy what do you think lj <laughs> what you think lj talk to daddy yeah because it was and it was this piece is it was one of those when you fed up Mm-hmm. Constantly, consistently beating my way through traps set for me. You know, I got my knuckles bleeding, I'm, but I'm still beating. Why? Why do I write? Why do I ignite why do I the write? fire why do of I my desire? So I don't yeah. end up in prison. Mm-hmm. So I don't end up dead. So I don't end up just being on somebody's t-shirt. And that's the other thing that this this speaks to mm-hmm. is that there is no neutral course. Mm-hmm. If you're really contributing exactly. and being a true artist, there's no, well, I don't want to get involved. Exactly. There's either you're doing the wrong or you're doing right. You're contributing exactly. to the culture in some way, either way. If you think you're not contributing by being neutral, you're contributing in the wrong way. You, yes. you, have, you have already chosen a side. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. path after you choose that is to understand it. Mm-hmm. Everything you do is in service to understanding that truth. It, there is, there's no longer do I do this or do I do that. If you call yourself an artist, if you were mm-hmm. practicing artists, you've already chosen a side. Yeah. Which also goes back to that experience, which I'm sure is one of multiple experiences you've had with the police. And just taking that one experience, um, many people, you have a choice in how you're going to react to something like yeah, that. you do. And yeah. it's, look, there's stuff that happens that, that can, with a, in a blink of an eye, I've seen a person change, you know, yeah. be changed by an experience Mm -hmm. and the only thing we have control over is our reactions and that sounds like be like i used to roll my eyes at that Mm -hmm. but when you're actually thrown into a situation where i mean it can change you you know what i mean and you have to make the decision and it's not just one decision Mm. it's a continual decision you make every day multiple times a day well well and and like and again i i love hearing the breadth of knowledge that comes from somebody that's almost from the same walk of me, but we just are separated by a few circumstances. You know what I mean? Like, and the same thing could have happened to you in a different way. You could have taken your experience. That's what I mean. Like the, what he was talking about with the cops in the car where they're like playing around with him and he's out, they'll do me the same way, but subtly different. Uh You know what I'm saying? I'm a little bit light, more light skinned. So, Mm -hmm. so for example, I'm, I'm 16 years old. I just got my driver's license. Mm -hmm. I'm headed to a party. I have a driver's license, but it's not a photo ID. It's a piece of paper. They, they stop me because the kind of car I'm driving, how many people are in the car, we're black, right? The first thing they tell me is, you don't have a license. I'm like, yes, I do. It's right here. Didn't bother to read it because it looks like a registration paper in California. They look the same, but you got the license, you got the license, right? So they proceed to sit me out on the curb in front of a busy traffic area mm-hmm. with with the rule book trying to find something to stick me with i didn't do anything I do it okay but sure. but the the first 30 minutes was this is not a license yes it is mm-hmm. this is not a license yes it is this is not a license yes it is goes back to the car types it in comes back okay so sit over here another cop shows up 
They, then they they literally they opened a book mm-hmm. and tried to figure out something to charge me with taxpayer money. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. taxpayer money at work. That's, fighting this is crime. My, fighting crime. This is my 16th yeah. birthday. Catching the bad Crazy. guys. This is my 16th birthday, dude. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, and and that's the thing is it's a continual choice mm-hmm. because those experiences, although they may be in the past. There are things that happen in the present that bring them up just as fresh as it was oh, yeah. right now. Yeah. And you still have to make that choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As as a person, as a parent, as an artist, mm-hmm. and as a spokesperson of the culture. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of responsibility that people, I get why they shirk it. It might seem hard, but there's no neutral. <laughs> uh, media retraction, 17th birthday, not 16th. Oh. 16 was a different upset. But, um, you know, I think you ha- you obviously your work needs to also be performed. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't jump off the page because it does. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about this, especially, you know, spoken word, rap, beat poetry, whatever you want to call the stuff that needs to be performed exactly. is the bottom line. Yeah. Um, and so I love that you already have visual, you know, you already kind of know how making this a three-dimensional performance mm-hmm. would be. And obviously, you know, if we have further conversations, I'd love to be able to talk more about that Man, conceptually. Got to be part of this. Um, yeah. and It's, it's too visceral it. not yeah. to be. Oh, yeah. This, this is a... Bloodline will be the first one. Um, and it has to have people organically added to it. Mm-hmm. It'll make more sense in the end, and I could definitely tell you why. I know why, but because it's the the power it has in it, it just has to be. It's gonna, and when I say organically, I mean just I'm literally not trying to seek out certain people. Yeah. But certain kind of people. Yeah. Kirsten's helping me with that. You know, just trying to put some things together, and yeah. and and I know because I remember I read it for her. And it was so, She that's my girl, Kirsten Dangness. Shout out to you, Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Um, she, um, I remember when she, I first read it for her. And and she, you know, she said, you know, let's let's see what you got. I want to hear it. I, I heard about it. You know, I can't promise you anything. But I wanna. And we cited it for her. And she was like, okay, um, we got to go to the drawing board. I said, sweet. You know, because God had already put it in my spirit that it was going to be something special. It was going to yeah. be big. Yeah. I did it at home, and they showed it like five years on TV. And wow. um, I actually came to hear with the poet. His name is Poet. They call him Poet. Hmm. He he did a deaf poetry jam oh here, my gosh. here in California. Yeah. And I did, they let me come on, and it was a slam, right? But I did Bloodline. And I memorized it, so I didn't have to read off papers. So I'm standing in the middle of the room, and the, everybody's around me, and they waiting to hear a slam like me really go in. And I hit with that, and the room just got so silent, so somber. But then in the end, I rose, we rose the spirits back up. Oh, yeah. It's like we, we connected. You know what I mean? Of but, course, they were but, all with you. Yeah, still, though, even at the end, they were like, dang. Yeah. Like, bro, like. Man, that was heavy. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, right. They were holding their breath the yeah, entire time. Nobody just, breathed, yeah, took and, a breath. And, and to me, I look at that like, you know, that was like God saying, okay, you see, I'm putting you around certain people. Mm-hmm. You see where you're going with this. This this is going to be, it's a movie. It's a play. I know it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I knew it after I first wrote it. You had the vision already. Yeah, yeah. it's like, and I can't even take all credit because, like, you know, God drops things in you, and that's just, I just think we go through things to be something bigger. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Well, so so yeah, I so I guess I guess we've covered everything lyrically. Like I don't have to delve into it because it's pretty on its face right there. Like mm-hmm. there's there's no there's nothing that I want to ask questions about. But I did want to ask questions about just your artistry overall because okay. so so I don't know if you if you listened to the first episode this season, but um, what Melissa and I have been wrestling with mm-hmm. is um, accountability for yeah. artists and mm-hmm. artistry mm-hmm. and how and how we not only do that for each other, but how we do that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that artists do that other artists, we just assume we all do. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we assume that we're all chasing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty faulty assumption. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. Unfortunately so we've learned that's, that. Yeah. That's, that's how we get our feelings hurt. Right. Exactly. Yes. So, so I think, I think having it's a lot more powerful to have an artist state their own intention than to assume intention right. of words. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I want to say. I want, and, and I want every episode that we do with every guest to be a testament to that guest and that guest's process only mm-hmm. rather than saying, here's how you should always do this or right. here's how we should always be. Right. 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 Um, so that's what I want to ask you. Like, I don't think um, it's a disrespectful thing to ask an artist how serious they take it, yeah. for example, or or when they decide to do it or what it means to them. Mm-hmm. It's just because they give a different answer than us, mm-hmm. you know, it it should still be respected. So that's mm-hmm. what I want to ask. Like your your process, how serious would you say you take it? Um, what, how much of a part of your life is it? How much do you put into it on the levels that we can all see? And, and what does that mean to you? Um, my entire life is this. My entire walk how I am in your face behind closed doors. It's the same. I'm a fighter. I'm a lover. I'm a protector. I'm a provider. I don't take shit period. And I don't have to. There you, you go. You know why though? Cause I give respect first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was always taught that come in the door respecting. Yep. I'm, I think we're starting to catch on in a lot of different ways because you see a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. You see people express hurt. You see people coming out saying, I have anxiety. I have this. I have that. Come on. We're getting in the dark now, y'all. Yep. Don't yep. give up. Stay strong. Stand. Just stand. Ten toes down until you're ten toes up. For real. That's one of my favorite lines I put in one of my lyrics because I freestyle rap, too. And I just, I don't know, I got a small, short one I would love to read to you guys, if possible. Yeah. Yeah, I we mean, got a little bit more time. Yeah, we got, we, we got about I'm five sorry. minutes. Let's do it. It's cool. Yeah. Let's do it. I titled this Going Through. It's funny how we look for help when we're going through, but we're making it when we're going through. we taking it when we're going through. Not sitting on the shelf, not stuck on mess, just checking on self. We going means moving forward towards what and what and where we are and supposed to be. I'd rather go than sit still. Still is to do nothing. Go is to move on motivation, to be something, to have something. To be able to go through doesn't mean we are through. It means move. Move on what you are supposed to. See. I'm going through. 
so I don't have time to sit still and listen to voices that are not my choices. Tell me to stop. Tell me I need help or a handout. Look to the hills from which come my help, not low in the valley which will stunt my wealth. I'm putting money on black, going through, and so I do, and so I will keep moving. And when I say so, it's S-E-W. And so, S-E-W, I will, and so, I mean, so I do, and so I will. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I'm sowing those seeds now, mm-hmm. and I will continue to do it. I, I will like continue to keep moving. I like that, man. Yeah, I love that's that. Dope. Move, that it means something. Y'all the first yeah. people I ever read that for. Oh, that's meaningful. That's I've never, I've never well, read that for anybody. I just, oh. I just wrote that about three months ago. That's powerful. Okay, LJ, you got something to say? Go ahead, buddy. Yeah. So I just want to say that when I hear, sometimes I just ask my dad, like, I want to hear about your childhood. Like, I want to hear about what you used to do and how you used to do it because I find it interesting. And I find it like, like when he tells me, I'm like, I want to be in his shoes when he was young. Like, I want to do what he does. And I just feel like he's an awesome dad. He's an awesome person. It's just cool to hear him recite things that just make me wonder, like, if I was him back then, what would I do? Mm-hmm. And it's cool to hear him just talk about stuff he loves and stuff he used to do. And it's awesome, man. You're so putting yourself you. in your dad's shoes. That's yeah. cool. So, so, so cool. question. He's ahead so, of me. Yeah, so, so question I want to ask you about that. I want to I want to challenge you on that a little bit. So is is what he says cool or is it the way he tells it? The way he tells it. Okay. The way that, he tells that's it. That's what I was thinking. Because, yeah. Because if somebody else tells it like if he was a whole different person now and I was a whole different person but I was still his son and then but he didn't have this these different voices and being so entertaining and and that's that's what i'm getting at because 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 sometimes the art is powerful Mm -hmm. but the but the mouthpiece can be more so yeah that that's that's why there's some people out here who get famous singing saying um expressing other people's words yeah yeah Yeah. so some people are built to do both some people are built to only do one right Yeah. yeah but it but it's important as an artist yourself that you identify that about yourself and others yeah oh yeah you know it's huge I told him he way ahead of me. I said, 10 years old, I wasn't sitting there like this. Well, this has been a joy. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. You guys got to have me back. Yeah. Like, of course, we, we always sit do in check-ins. with you guys. We always real. do check-ins. We do. Oh, yeah, so this will be episode uh, five. Episode, okay. I think episode four was two weeks ago. Right. So this will be episode five. Of season nice. two. Season two. The, so The midway point, I guess, of mm-hmm. season two, yeah. Yeah, we're probably going to go, I think we'll probably go to 12 episodes, I think, this. Okay. This, but, but yeah. This is you, dope. You guys are our first, though, wow. our first in-studio guests, because in season one, all of yes. our interviews, we did just out of my apartment. Yeah, yeah. And so we. And then Zoom. And, and then Zoom, Zoom and, and during COVID. COVID and everything. And so right. season two, we had kind of an interim period. We just picked back up. We had, mm. you know, we decided to start coming to Pirate mm-hmm. and using our, you know, funds for this because it's just, I'd rather be in a r- real studio. Well, and, well, yeah, you pay a little bit of money and then it's just halfway done already. It's already yeah. halfway done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I spent maybe like 30 minutes on this mix. 
like in general. But but we will do a check in, and nice. this episode we're planning on on it'll release the week after Thanksgiving, probably that Thursday. But we'll keep you posted. Awesome. Um, I'd love to, you know, we'll close this out, and then I'd love to take a picture of all of oh, us yeah, and for stuff sure, like for that. Sure. But yeah, let um, me let me yeah, let's close this out. But yeah. Yeah. we should do a razor shave on 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 air, <laughs> Rub. So Honestly, he can explain. So he can explain. When we get, when we start getting the money to do our video to record all this visually, we'll start That'd doing maybe some check-ins on site. Yep. Go to see people, and I'd love mm-hmm. to. Come. I, I will just, I will call you in here when we do pod, just so you can cut my hair while we're talking. <laughs> it's, it's not a problem, bro. <laughs> Two birds with one stone. <laughs> hey, that's what we do. <laughs> there it is. Right. Well, you're gonna right, be the man. new Diddy. <laughs> well, so give me, give me links. Give me whatever you want people, the people to know where yeah, you're we'll at. Put it all up. My, yeah. my, my IG is Lamar underscore Randall. Um, and then my Facebook is Lamar Randall, and you spell my name L A capital M A R R underscore R A N D L E. You can find me on YouTube. Go in there, check out. I have a Trayvon Martin tribute haircut I did. It's a portrait with the silhouette of his hoodie on on top of the face. Mm-hmm. Took me forty five minutes to do it. You can see the time lapse. I'm not lying. You can see all the times and everything. Um, so you guys check me out. Like I said, I'm I'm on I'm on some everywhere. Yeah. So I'm here in Hollywood, you guys. Uh look me up. Yeah. Um Lamar dot uh, Randall at gmail dot com. That's the Oh yeah. Uh, and, and my LJ, son, let's I'm, hear your I'm gonna have, too. I'm gonna have my son uh, give you guys his IG information. Go ahead, buddy. That's um, that's right. You get that self promotion on. LJ underscore Randall. I have acting stuff on there and outside stuff like I skateboard, I BMX, I roller skate too. I get it from dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like videos of me on set, at home, just and doing stuff at the park. It's Living just, life. Yes, I yeah, love that. Yeah, so you guys look us up. Okay. Show your love. Show we will. Love. Oh, definitely. Well, well, thank you again. Thank you for joining us thank today, you. gentlemen. And, you know, as we always say on Poets Return, everybody, use your words well. Carefully and often. And often. And honestly. Love, peace, and hair grease, but wash it out before you get crispy. (laughs) (laughs) That is a beautiful way to end this.